0: It's Unstable Topics
1: with Sarah and Maggie. Welcome to Unstable Topics, a trivia comedy podcast about all things facts, friendship, pop culture, and more. We're your
0: hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited to enlighten y'all with some serious facts and not so serious reacts. Thanks for joining us. Hey, real quick, before we get this party started, Sarah and I have an earnest request. We're two best friends making and editing and hosting this podcast, and we would love for you to share this show with your best friend. And follow on your platform of choice. It really helps us to gain more exposure, and we are so grateful for your
1: support. Okay, now on with the show. Three, two, one, fight. Sarah, are you ready for your fact? You got it. The oldest known toy doll is over 4,000 years old. The curly haired toy was found buried among tiny kitchenware in the ruins of an ancient village on the Italian island of Pantelleria. Because it was possessed. Hands down. If it was buried,
0: no way this doll isn't possessed.
1: No, it was 4,000 years. So it was like. Buried because the town is a ruin. No, it was buried initially four thousand years ago because the doll was possessed.
0: How did the doll survive four thousand years? It was in the I ground. Know. It was in the ground. Yeah, it should have decomposed. It should have back then they didn't have like plastic. It should have decomposed. It should have became dirt, ashes to ashes, doll to dirt. You know, this time is it? They were able to excavate it and like, oh, this is a doll. It is clearly a doll, and it is possessed. Is that why I had like tiny
1: kitchenware too? Like the kitchenware was possessed too? I don't know about the kitchenware.
0: I I can't comment on kitchenware. I can only (laughs) comment on the doll. I 100% can comment on the doll. It's possessed.
1: They they found this doll in 2006. And I do feel like since 2006. Everything's gone. Yeah, yeah. That's when I graduated high school. And I feel like ever since then, it's like responsibilities. Where are the
0: scientists trying to put this together? Like put the doll back. It's not yours. She was happy. She was
1: perfectly happy with her kitchenware underground. Why right? would they? Why would, Where is this doll now? I don't know. Probably a museum. It's got to be in like Ripley's museum, believe it or not. I don't
0: know. It doesn't say. Because it has gone into hiding and it's now terrorizing the world. Who found it? Archaeologists. Does it say who, though? Or is it just Vague.
1: Yeah, just archaeologists. Because they're dead. I feel like archaeologists don't get enough credit unless they name something after themselves.
0: Well, they can't name the doll after them because they're dead. They died. The archaeologists? Yeah, they have to be. If you can't find who they are, they're like hiding it. This is an Illuminati situation. 100%, 100% there's going to be a Tom Hanks movie about this where he's playing the lead archaeologist. and He, under- and he discovers this doll and the whole world comes. Is it going to
1: be Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise? I think I can't find the name because I'm a bad researcher.
0: No, it's because the doll is possessed. It's clearly saying it in front
1: of you. Like, read the facts, Maggie. Read between the lines. Jeez. It's cute that it had curly hair, though. Is it? Each one of those
0: tendrils represents a soul it has taken.
1: Oh, my goodness. Hey, I don't write the rules. I, I just follow them. Sarah, are you ready to react? Maybe.
0: Is it about the doll? No, it's
1: not about the doll.
0: I am ready to react. About you. Oh, that's fair.
1: What relic from your childhood would be most emblematic of you as a person if it was dug up by archaeologists? My CD, my personal
0: Walkman. You know, you had the personal disc Walkman with the headphones and you'd walk around. I was just, oh, maybe it was my cassette player because I had both. And in my early youth, I distinctly remember outside one of my father's uh, work holiday parties, I had the New Kids on the Block cassette tape in it, and I was just rocking out. I was like, "This is my jam. I don't care about this Santa that's there. I am New Kids on the Block for life." So yeah, if they discovered that's so cool, how old were you? I was probably eight. Oh my gosh, you were way cooler at eight, eight or nine, something like What's that. Like the music, oh, I just Oh my gosh, and I remembered my parents back in the day. They had a New Kids on the Block concert. I think you had to pay for it to watch it on TV. Ooh, and my pay-per-view? Parents, I think so. Or Disney or something special. It wasn't like on regular TV. And my parents bought it or somehow got it on TV for me to watch.
1: Oh, my gosh. What? you're You were the cool kid at school. Because then you could go to school and be like, yeah, I have a
0: Walkman. And I saw them on the TV. Not a cool kid at all. Not a cool kid at all. Period. In the story. Maggie, what would be yours? <laughs>
1: Mine would, you're not going to like this, but it would be a doll. Uh, I was gifted. My grandmother got me this porcelain doll, and she was the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. She had this pink satin dress and curly strawberry blonde hair. And because she was so beautiful, I thought I'm going to name her Margaret after me, the other most beautiful person in this world.
0: At least we know where the possessed doll is now. As to earth signs, Sarah and Maggie are always preparing, which is why it's time to play till death do us part. Aw,
2: why? The
0: game where they interview potential replacement besties in case the other one kicks the can. Maggie, I'm nervous, but um, as you know, we're looking for someone to replace me as your best friend in case the horrible event would occur and our friendship dies. Well, I probably found the best candidate. This chick is the coolest of the cool, the queen of the nice girl club. And as her IG profile perfectly states, interiors exclamation point, poodles exclamation point, theater exclamation point, the 60s exclamation point, Dallas exclamation point, I am excited to introduce the one and only Melissa Smurfer.
2: And I am not that exclamatory in real life, so that's a lot of exclamation <laughs> points that probably would not happen in real life.
1: Well, when you say something like poodle, what are you going to put a period after a poodle?
2: I just want to throw it out there that that's definitely, a. Uh, you will see a lot of poodle-centric content. All right,
0: Melissa, thank you for being here. Maggie, I really feel like she's going to
1: be an excellent candidate. I already feel it with the introduction of cool, Mm -hmm. poodles, Dallas, Mm 60s theater. I was like, this is someone that I could be a bestie with if the unfortunate event, you are no longer my bestie. Yes, that's tragic.
0: So we're going to do a short little quiz. And at the end, Maggie can tell us whether or not you're a good fit. All right. You ready, Melissa? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. First question. Would you rather sleep in or go
1: to bed early? Sleep in. Oh. Quick? Mm-hmm. So quick. quick. Have you thought you've thought about
2: this many times? You know this about yourself. I do know this about myself. And um, as a childless person, I definitely have a different schedule because all my friends with kids will text me at like 6.30 in the morning and they'll be like, Melissa, we'll see you at 10, you know? Um, so definitely <laughs> sleep in. I'm My most creative hours are like 11 p.m. to 1 a.m. And that's when I feel like I could write a play or start a business or anything like that. So definitely sleep in.
1: I love that. I feel like that's a true artist to like have this evening inspiration.
2: You it know, is. I mean, that's that's when I'm ready to go. But in the morning, not not so much.
1: And you're not mad when people text you at 6 a.m. You
2: don't get upset. I don't see them. I have those notifications muted because sleep is precious. So if I, if I didn't set an alarm on Saturday morning, I think my body would naturally wake up about 10am. That's a beautiful a life, dream. Melissa.
0: I do want to say, I just want to caveat and say that because Maggie has kids, you are already well prepared. Like you are Maggie. She's she's ready. She's like yes. She understands. She has other
1: yeah. She has other friends with lots of kids. So she, she's getting those six a.m. texts. She knows you what know. To
2: do. Yeah, I do. I do. I uh I uh can be there for the fun stuff and then you know leave you for the hard bits.
1: That's all I want in a friend. But I'm just gonna tally that. I'm not gonna that I won't reveal yet. Okay. I have a question for you. I'm ready. Would you rather house a pet horse? or have a perpetually
2: hoarse voice? I would rather house a pet horse for sure. Okay. Um, okay. Well, for a variety of reasons, my family is already in the really kind of livestock industry. So I feel that I could pretty easily accommodate a horse to add to the menagerie in my family, uh, since they live in the hill country. So that would really be like no big deal just another pet to add to the, to the zoo, but having a perpetually hoarse voice would bother me because I feel like I would feel thirsty a lot. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's accurate, but I don't want to feel thirsty and I don't want to be mistaken for like having smoked two packs of cigs a day, my whole life. That's fair. That's true. That's you know, true. It's 2023. I yeah. will say
1: too, the poodle and a horse together
2: would make <sighs> some beautiful you know, photos. I have a standard poodle. She's got a pretty regal gait. She's very, very horse-like. That, and that could be, you know, maybe I could make some money off of like that as a best friendship. The oh, best unlikely animal friendships. Yes. I would watch that show. Yeah, unlikely animal best friendships. Who's not into that? Who's not into that?
0: Okay, are you ready for your last question?
1: Yeah.
2: Let's
0: well, say so you're doing great. I don't know how Maggie's telling you, but I'm just like, wow, <laughs> she should replace I'm me I'm going to
1: put on. A- on my poker face because i don't want you to know her poker face is smiling
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay one last question yeah so for those of you don't know uh you are serving on the auction committee for the 2023 cattle barons ball and the cbb is the largest single night fundraiser for the american cancer society and to date has raised over 93 million dollars for cancer research and this year queen shania twain will be performing at the event so here's your question yep is shania contractually obligated to sing man i feel like a woman
2: i think shania is a woman of the people and she wants to give the people what they want so she's absolutely singing man I feel like a woman uh one for her iconic intro you know as a 80s child I was raised on the come on over album by Shania Twain and you know she has these like little one-liners at the beginning of almost every song that I thought was silly back in the time like she'll start a song and be like cool Um, (laughs) and the one that has stuck stuck around is of course let's go girls and for cattle barons being comprised of you know an organization run by a hundred women and this being the 50th year, I can't think of a better rallying cry for Shania, who's been through a lot. Mm, she, she has, has been uh-huh. through a lot. And I think that she just wants to give people what they want. And so she's, of course, singing that.
0: How would someone go to be able to see Shania at the CBB?
2: Well, a couple things. One, if you have a business or side hustle or company, and you would like to donate something to our auction to contribute to those funds for American Cancer Society, I would love that. And also if you would like to attend, you can, there are tickets and tables. I mean, I think the best possible route is if you work for a place where your company would like to buy a table and they can, you know, uh, funded that way, that would be great. But, uh, yeah, we would love to have, uh, as many people as possible out at South Park Ranch on October 14th.
1: Well, let me do a few official calculations yeah, two, and you would be such a good bestie. Should the untimely demise of our friendship happen, which I hope it doesn't, I would love to be able to text you at 6 a.m. and wait for your response at 1030.
2: It would be my pleasure to do so. So thank you. What an honor. Thank you so much, Melissa. Best friends.
0: It's a festy connection. Thanks for playing along. Maggie, are you ready for your fact? I am. In 18th century England, pineapples were a status symbol. Those rich enough to own a pineapple would carry them around to signify their personal wealth and high class status. Everything from clothing to houseware was decorated with a tropical fruit. Wait, where was this? Were you not listening to me? No, I was. Were you not
1: listening to what I was saying? I missed the very beginning thing. What were you doing? No, I was listening. I was listening. I heard pineapples, wealth wealth symbols. It was everywhere. 18th century England. 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 Yeah, because I guess you wouldn't, where do they, they don't grow pineapples in England. So it had to be like, oh, look at me. I have a boat. I have pineapples coming from Mm -hmm. tropical lands. Mm Mm-hmm. This is I'm so wealthy. I bet they liked a lot of improv, too. Mm-hmm. You know, Yeah, because you always get the... And we're pine- swingers. What do swingers have to do with it? Upside down pineapples are a symbol of being a swinger. What? Did you not know this? I did not know this.
0: I'm going to have to turn all the pineapples I have in my house right now the correct way because I had no did idea. Did you have them upside down? I don't know. I thought they looked a-
1: cute. Oh, my gosh. People coming into your house and being like, oh, I didn't know that about Sarah and Jamie
0: really? And so of of pineapple, any pineapple, you turn it upside down and it means you're here to play. Yeah. It means you're here to party with
1: many other guests. Do they bring pineapples as well? And they turn the pineapple upside down when they walk in the door? Yeah. It's like a whole thing. Like if you're like, if you, yeah, it's people going shopping and they'll put their pineapple upside down in their cart. No way. Yeah. No.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-uh. Yes. Next time I go to Sprouts, I'm going to be checking out people's carts and be like, uh oh, but now I'm actually going to be very more careful to make sure
1: pineapples are never upside down. I bet you've like had it. And then people have been extra friendly to you. And you're just been like, wow, what a wonderful day. People are so friendly. Oh my gosh. Sprouts really has the nicest customers. I'm glad I could give you that fact as an add on to your fact.
0: I love a double fact. That was a double fact. So now I'm like, okay, 18th century England. What were you really doing?
1: Yeah, just because they're just walking around. Do you think they were eating the pineapples? It sounds like they were just carrying them around so people knew that they were rich. Or and... knew that they were wanting to swing. Not on ropes. Maybe on ropes. Maybe on ropes. <laughs> Maggie, are you ready to react? I am. What do you think is the most elite fruit? Mango. Really? Mango is the king of fruit. Why is that? Um, I just remember my friend's dad telling me that once and I was like, wow, that sounds important. He was like, mango is the king of fruit. And I was like, yeah. Of course it is. It's so juicy, so delicious, hard to cut if you're not good at cutting fruit. Mm -mm. No, I think they grow, they're temperamental growers. I would, they seem like they would be temperamental. Just how, yep. by how delicious they are, it right. seems like they'd be temperamental. I was going to say kiwi.
0: Interesting. I feel like they're exotic. They're like mm-hmm. rough on the outside and in the inside, they're nice and lovely, juicy. juicy.
1: When I think of like the personality of a kiwi, I think of, it's like a little, it's like a sour patch kid of fruit, you know, it's kind of, oh like, yeah, I'm, I'm sour but I'm sweet. They kind of like a rough voice, but they're cute. "Eh." You know, like when little kids have a rough smoker voice, you know, like when there's like a little kid and then they talk and they're like, hey, I think that's the cutest thing. I think that is so cute. And that's a Kiwi to me. Hey, I'm a Kiwi. Thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love a review, subscribe, or for you to share this with a friend you think would like it.
0: Or all three of those things. You can do all three and make our day and help us grow.
1: If longer than three-minute podcasts is too much for you, you can always catch an abbreviated version of our show over on JAM by texting UNSTABLE TOPICS to 552266.
0: And you can catch more of our antics on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok under the username The Monthly Junk or at themonthlyjunk.com. Bye. Peace.
1: Peace.